You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. Hey, everyone. It's Mike, and I'm here with Lewis. How are you, Lewis? I am very, very good. Thank you. Um, I'm missing the Dolphins already. Look forward to the games. It's terrible. Every week, and we <laughs> have these no game weeks. this week. Sucks. I hate bye weeks. You Me know, too. When, when, it, when, it, you know, when your team's involved, you know, you got two-week period of not seeing them, and, um, you know, they're on a nice roll here. I, I don't know how much it's going to affect them. I hope it doesn't. You know, the, you know, the fact that they're resting is great, but, you know, they've been on such a good roll that, you know, you hate to see it come at this time because they do have a lot of momentum and we just don't want to lose that momentum. So it's kind of like that same situation when, you know, teams are resting, you know, do you rest your, your players, you know, in week 17 or 18, yep. whatever it is these days. And what teams have done in the past, or do you play them because you don't want them rusty for the playoffs the following? Same type of thing in a bye week. You just don't know how the team's going to react to it. Yep. Yeah, well, the reason the rest of them is because you want them healthy, you know. So it's it's that you know give or take. Right, and that's 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 yeah, that's the whole point is that you don't know if it's a po- if it's going to be a positive or a negative because it's gone both ways. Exactly. You know, history has shown us anything. The positive thing is that we're playing the Jets when we come back. So maybe even if we're not at, at our best, you know, we can still get by this next game. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I am missing them. Back to our point, you know, back to my original point. Going to miss them this weekend. All right. So what I thought we'd do, Lewis, is I'm just going to call out some of the names of the players that are on the roster. Okay. And what I want you to do is – Kind of like name association. I'll give you the name, and and you tell me real <laughs> quick what you think of the player. <laughs> it's a little early for this. Holy crap! I mean, this is a this is something we should have uh, we should have done at night when the mind is working a little bit better than it is early in the morning here. But um, you know, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. You know, okay. get, I don't drink coffee, Mike, so you know how I am in the morning. You know? Grumpy, uh, not only grumpy, but it takes a while for the wheels <laughs> to start uh, turning. Uh-huh. You know, gotta oil them up. Yeah, yeah, sir. All right, let's do it. I guess. All uh, right, you know, let's do it. First one on the list is Salman Ahmed. Ahmed, uh, I don't think he'll be here next year. Um, I think that the running back position has to be addressed. I think Gaskins stays. Um, you know, Ahmed, I think, is a solid football player, um, but, you know, he doesn't bring all that much to the table. I think that Lindsey is going to stick around as well. Um, so that's two backs on your roster, and I think they, you know, through the draft, they they have to address the running back position. I mean, Dokes, uh, you know, I mean, surprisingly enough, even when Malcolm Brown went down, Mike, they, you know, this guy was, wasn't elevated, you know, Laird was. So it's a, a red shirt year for him. Yeah, I guess, but you know, you kind of, you know, when you're on a losing streak and you're desperate for a running attack, Mike, you know, I mean, you know, you would think they'd give him that opportunity. And, and I do understand what you're saying, but I think that Dokes is at a level to where, you know, if he was, capable of being on this roster and being productive he would be is what i'm getting at so with all that being said i you know i just don't see a med you know hanging around much longer past these next few games you know like i said he's a decent football player but um you know they need to address that position jerome baker oh jerome baker the enigma that jerome baker is the enigma that he is um he moved outside this year. He's been adequate, Mike. You know, I mean, 
The big question with him is, does his play equal up to his production, equal up to his salary? You know, that's what it always boils down to. This is a business, and he's making some decent money. And, you know, on given weeks, Mike, his, his grades are, you know, average or below compared to other guys. Now, the defense is, has, uh, has played much better over the, le- uh, the last five weeks, but he, do- he doesn't necessarily fit into that. Uh, over the last five weeks, he's kind of been below average or average at best on, on these, you know, in these last five games. So, you know, he's always been an underachiever to me. Um, you know, we felt that we were going to get bigger things out of him. And every year you say, well, this is the year where we see this guy just totally improve. And we haven't seen it up to this point. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on him? Similar to yours. Yeah. I do think the coaching staff likes him. Well, that that goes without saying. I mean, they re-signed him to the, a yeah. nice contract. Go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they use him in a variety of ways. They, some right. games he's rushing the passer. Other games, you know, he's playing in coverage. So I, I think he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades for them. Right. And I mean, that, that probably affects his grades to a certain point. Well, Mike, if he is rushing the quarterback, um, he's not being extremely successful in doing so because he's had one sack all year. So, you know, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I mean, to me, he's somewhat of an underachiever. He's part of that defense, and the defense is playing at a very high level. So, you know, again, when you... You want bigger plays out of him. You know, you felt that behind X-Man, he's probably one of the bigger names on the defense, well, right? You always, right. You always say that from your outside linebackers. They should be playmakers. Yes, exactly. And, you know, just, just with the naked eye, Mike, and watching week to week, um, Van, Gink- Van Ginkle, even though he hasn't played as well as he did last year, I've still seen him uh, make – so make more plays over the course of uh, the season than than Jerome Baker has, um, you know, knocking passes down, pressuring the quarterback, that type of thing. So, you know, again, you know, Jerome to me is an enigma, and um, you know, he's an important part of our defense because you know we don't have a ton of depth there. Now, with that being said, he did miss a game or two, and when he did, I think it was one game, and when he did, we actually played very well. So, you know, who knows? But the bottom line is this, is that, um, you know, he's part of the defense. He's a guy that they depend upon, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, but to me, you know, he's an enigma. I always feel that he should be a better player than what we're seeing. Vince Beagle. Oh, Beagle, we, I, I haven't seen enough of him this year at all, Mike. Um, you know, the fact that he's back on the roster says things about, you know, the coaching staff and what they think of him. Um, you know, but in regard to, you know, seeing him, we haven't seen enough of him at all this year to really, you know, get a true idea of, you know, what, what he's got left in the tank, you know, how he's, how he's come back from his injury. You know, it's tough. That's tough. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is what he is, Mike. You know, we, I said in the preseason when we signed them that he's a guy that, you know, you go out there. He'll manage a game for you, you know, if you have the right pieces around them. And that's the extent of it. You know, he's not, he's not a gunslinger. He's not a backup quarterback that, you know, you're going to bring in and he's going to light the scoreboard up and get your team energized. You know, he's, he's, he's the complete opposite of that. You know, he's a mellow guy. You know, he goes out there. Um, you know, he's a big, strong guy. You know, I like some of the things he does, but you know, he, he's exactly what we expected out of him as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm not crazy about him. He's got a real long release and it just, it frustrates me. He takes a while to, you know, listen, I give him a lot of credit because he took a beating at a time when our offensive line was just not playing well. I mean, Tua got knocked out. And he came in and he was getting the shit knocked out of him, you know, week in and week out. And, and to his credit, you know, against Tampa, he had a nice solid game. You know, he played well, you know, he moved the offense, you know, our defense just didn't play very well that day, but, um, you know, he is what he is. Adam Butler. Adam Butler, free agent signing. He's been adequate. 
Um, he adds depth. I think he's done a decent job, uh, you know, up to this point. Um, Wilkins, him, some of the other guys in the middle, um, the rotation that they have is uh, Siler. They've all done a very good job, especially stopping the run of late. So you got to be happy with that free agent signing, Mike. You know, it's, uh, you know, those guys get beat up in the middle and, and the rotation and the backups are just so important to give yep. guys like Wilkins and Siler, those guys, you know, a breather. You know, they, ha- they have to have a little bit of depth there. And I, I'm very happy with, you know, with him, you know, as far as a free agent signing. I thought he was one of the better ones. Yep, I agree. Uh, here's another one, uh, Seathen Carter. We haven't seen a whole lot of him. Who? Uh-huh. Yeah. Next. Justin Coleman, another free agent signing. Justin Coleman. He had a very, very bad game. Um, I cannot remember which one it is. We're too far into the season, and it's way too early. Yeah, it, it's just not there for me. I, I can't think of what game it was, but he was piss poor. Uh, but other than that one game, Mike, I think he's he's played fairly well. Um, of late, I've seen him break up some deep passes that were attempted upon him. Uh, you know, he hasn't been a glaring problem. That one game, as I mentioned, he was. But, you know, when you don't see a guy's name being called, Mike, and you don't see the back of his uniform three, four times a game as a nickelback, um, that's a positive. So he's doing something right. And again, he's a guy that added depth. Um, you know, Igbenogany has been non-existent the whole season. And, you know, he's a guy that has actually become somewhat important to our defense because him and Needham are the guys that are the, the nickel and dime corners out there. Yep. Jesse Davis. Oh God. Jesse Davis. You know, Mike, he has to be replaced as far as I'm concerned. You've got Austin Jackson who's struggled. You know, they've moved him inside the guard, so they're attempting to, you know, to do something with him, you know, as a number one pick. But Jesse Davis, I, you know, I just don't know. I mean, every single week, for the most part, he leads the uh, team and pressure's allowed. Um, I think it's a gimme. He's consistent. Him. He's consistent. <laughs> He's consistently bad. Um, you know, the running game is just absolutely horrible. He's part of that as well. So I'll just leave it at that. I hate knocking, you know, our own players, but, you know, Jesse Davis is one of the guys that just frustrates me more than just about anybody on this roster. Um, you know, a lot of the problems when we drop back to pass are created by him number one. And, um, you know, Mike, he doesn't have excuses at this point. I believe he's in his fourth season, right? Isn't it? Isn't this his fourth season, if well, I'm not mistaken? It is his fifth season. It's his fifth season. So, you know, at this point, he is what he is, and what he is is not very good. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just move on to the next guy. He probably should be at guard if he's going to be playing at all. Raekwon Davis. Raekwon, you know, another guy that is very important to the defense and clogging up the running game. Um, they've done an exceptional job through in, through this five-week um, win streak, this, this five-game win streak. And, uh, you know, he's part of the equation on the inside, you know, much like Butler is. Um, I think he's a very, very solid player. And, you know, going forward, Mike, in the next season, you know, if they can maintain or, you know, keep these four guys on the roster, um, you know, that that's a positive going forward on the defensive side. Those guys are just so important and they don't get a lot of recognition because all they're doing is basically clogging things up. But right. um, they, they've all done a really, really good job against the run. Um, you know, Mike, just go back to years past where Teams would just run on us all day yep. long. I mean, we were horrible. We were absolutely horrible. But uh, these guys have done a really good job. So, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Michael Dieter. Michael Dieter was out half the season. Well, um, I'll tell you what, he was walking in a walking boot yesterday. Oh, God, again? He's yep. hurt? Is it the same, is it the same injury? Didn't, didn't give any information about it, but his injury before was a foot and leg or calf or something. Oh, God. Well, hopefully he's back. I mean, 
you know, we, we saw him grading out pretty well before the injury, right? Mm-hmm. He was one of the high, actually, he was the highest graded offensive lineman, I believe. I believe you're right. Before he got hurt. So he was doing a decent job. Now, if you can go out and get a center next year, I'm fine with that. If you go out and get one of the top centers coming out of college football. I mean, you want a, a, just, just a guy that can dominate and just play the position at a very high level. I think Dieter is adequate. Um, I think he will be adequate going forward. Um, but, you know, adequate Mike may not be good enough. You know, um, you know, there's always the possibility now that he has played center, that he plays backup center. Maybe they move him over to a guard position. Um, if we do in fact draft, you know, a, a, a high quality center next year, um, you know, that's a possibility, you know, and maybe you move, you know, hunt out to right tackle and, you know, you get rid of the, um, the guy that we just talked about a minute ago. Yep. Sam McGuavin. McGuavin's a backup, you know, um, you know, does he add depth? Yes. Is he productive in adding depth? I think at times he is, um, you know, but, uh, you know, he's a backup linebacker and you need these type of guys on your team when guys go down, um, you know, Baker went down and, um, Roberts, I believe went down for one game. So you need guys like him on the roster. So, uh, you know, you need 53 guys, um, over the course of the season. I, I think he's an adequate fill-in, but, you know, um, you know, that's, that's where it, begins and ends with him i don't think that he's a guy that you could depend on to start week in and week out and be productive liam eichenberg eichenberg jury's still out um you know he he hasn't played well mike um he hasn't played well at all uh at that left tackle position but over the last few weeks he has seemed to be better in regard to pass blocking. I don't know if he's graded out that well, but you just don't see the absolute just fanning on guys type of thing, you know, a couple times a game. Um, you know, he, he has to improve, but he is a rookie. He got thrown right into the mix. He, you know, he's played two different positions this season. So, um, you know, I don't think he's a true left tackle at all. I think that he's a guy that maybe moves inside as well um, eventually, and he's probably better suited for that. Um, you know, the, que- the, the verdict's still out on him, Mike. Um, you know, he's, star- he's our starting left tackle right now, very important position. And, um, you know, he's left something to be desired as a rookie, but, um, you know, he wasn't a high, high draft pick. You know, he was a second-round draft pick. So, you knew that there was going to have to be some polishing, right, with him. Yep. Um, you know, you didn't expect him to just go out and dominate. So, you know, I think the verdict's still out on him. I think he could be a solid football player for us going forward. Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford. I mean, I mean, Isaiah Ford is, you know, we won't spend a lot of time on him. He is what he is. He adds depth at the wide receiver position. Um, when he's called upon, he makes plays, and that's a positive. But, um, you know, is he good enough to go out and be a starter, you know, when Parker leaves? No, I don't see that. Um, you know, if Parker, in fact, leaves, uh, you know, I don't think he's a guy that's a, a starting wide receiver in the NFL. Um, you know, the Dolphins didn't think enough of him to keep him a couple of times, right? Has he been dropped twice by us or just once? I don't even remember. At, at this least point. twice. At least twice. And he's been put on the practice squad, I believe, and gone back and forth there. So he is what he is. Yeah, he spent a year in New England. Yeah, or half a year. I don't yeah, even whatever remember. It was. Whatever yeah, it was. Let's move on to the next guy, Michael, if you don't mind. <laughs> Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, Mike, we talk about him week in and week out and what our thoughts are on him. So yeah. I, I don't think we have to you know, talk about him all that much. I mean, I think Gaskins is a, is a guy that can spell a starting running back from time to time um, and, and do a decent job of it. Um, why they run the same running play week in and week out with him is beyond me. You don't see him running outside, maybe because he just they don't feel comfortable with the speed he has. Um, they're not throwing the ball to him a lot. I don't know why they don't do that because he seems like he could be a very, very good receiver in our offense. 
Um, they don't utilize them in that way either. So I, I just don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, as I mentioned, I think he adds depth. But, you know, over these next couple of games, if Philip Lindsay is healthy and he, and, he, and he plays well, I think that Gaskins, you know, may very well have a problem next year as well making this roster if, in fact, they draft you know, a, a high quality running back. Um, I think that, you know, you may see him drop to third on the depth chart because Lindsay does run very, very, very hard into the middle of the line and he's got the speed to bounce outside. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how all that unfolds as well. Mike Kosicki. Another Enigma guy. I love him. You know, I love him. I love his the, the the potential there, but you know, the production at this point, um, I think is 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 average. You know, for a guy that I think has better than average qualities. You know, he he just to me is another one of these guys that is very very limited at the tight end position. I mean, me and you talked about this during the week and you basically said he's a wide receiver and yeah, he is, but you know, if they're going to move him the wide receiver, great move, move him the wide receiver and get him off of that tight end label. But he doesn't block very well. Um, he doesn't break tackles very well. Um, you know, he, he's got great hands and at times he doesn't come up with passes. Whereas, you look at Mr. Devontae Parker and nine times out of 10, when it's a jump ball, he comes up with him. Gusecki's about, a, you know, you got like a 50-50 shot when you have a jump ball. I mean, he's a big guy. He's got great hands and he's got speed. So you, you would expect more out of him in the passing game and you just don't see it. So uh, he disappears in, in games. You know, there's games where he has zero catches. Um, you know, you look at his numbers this year and they're not horrible. You know, you, he's got 59 receptions for 642 yards and he averages 10.9 a reception. That's pretty solid for a tight end. But the negatives are he doesn't break tackles. He's got two touchdowns all season. Uh, that's, that, that's the problem. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, we've seen decent production out of some of the other tight ends who actually block when they're on the field. So, you know, the negative to him as well, Mike, is that he telegraphs what we're going to do when he's on the field because we don't normally run the ball when he's on the field. Right. So, you know, he's, you know, you got, you know, it's like a scale where, you know, you've got You've got all this weight on one side and all this weight on the other side, and you know he becomes a balanced average player because of it. And um, you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him in the offseason. I would love to see him just you know become a major, major part of this offense over the next couple of weeks and make big plays and catch big touchdown passes for us to where, you know, going forward, they're like, hey, you know, once we get a better offensive line and we get a solid running back, um, we can actually afford to keep him on the field in running situations. You know, right now, because of our offensive line, we're not capable of doing that. So, you know, I don't want to see this guy go somewhere else in free agency and become a star because I think he has the potential to be that. So it's really tough with him, Mike. Javon Holland. Holland. Oh, I mean – a great player and holy cow, Mike, you know, our draft team decided to take the best guy that was available on the board at that position. Amazing. you right. I mean, if they would have did that across the board in some of these drafts, you know, we'd probably be one of the, you know, one of the, one of the highest, um, ranking teams in the off in the, uh, AFC right now. Um, you know, they did a great job by drafting him. I mean, he was the highest rated safety coming out of the draft or the second highest, and he was on the board and we drafted him. And if they followed that suit, we'd be in, as I mentioned, we'd be in a better position. So they did a great job by drafting him. Um, had they passed up on him, I think it would have been a major, major mistake. 
because he is grading out as one of the better safeties in the league. He's so young. And this is what we talk about all the time, Mike. You know, when a guy goes out there and he becomes a starter, you know, a couple of games into his career and he's productive doing so, then you've got a player there, right? I mean, this, this is what you want. And this is, these are the negatives in regard to some of these other draft picks. You know, the guys like the Austin Jacksons and, of course, Igbenogany, who doesn't even see the field. I mean, you've got guy, a guy here that you drafted in the second round, not in the first round, in the second round, that's being extremely productive in his rookie season. So I always look at it as, as you either have it or you don't have it, and Holland definitely has it. Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. I mean, what can you say about him? He's a playmaker. We have him and past him. You know, you can make make a case for Waddle of late, you know, being a playmaker. He catches a lot of passes, does a lot of good things for us. But X-Man turns games around. He makes plays on the defensive side that a lot – I mean, listen, you you love a guy on the defensive side that can make plays like he does. He strips balls. He, he intercepts balls. He, he's just always around the football and well aware of what's going on. And he does it like effortlessly, right? I mean, when yep. he's out there, it looks like he's not putting any effort. When he, when he picks off a ball, Mike, and he's running with it, he, he looks like Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell in his heyday. You know, when he used to delay and just, you know, wait for the blocking to develop. I mean, the guy just looks like a natural out there. I mean, he's a phenomenal football player, just an outstanding football player. And we need more of him, more guys like him on the the team. If we had two or three more guys like him, playoff bound every year. Yeah. Love them. They're hard to find. They, They are hard to find. There's no question about it, especially on the defensive side. Yep, Robert Hunt. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 and any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Robert Hunt, um, I think he's played solid this year. Um, I think that he's going to be a guy that definitely sticks across the offensive line. I think he's going to get better and better um, as his career progresses. Um, I like him, you sure. know. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with him. But I think he's a guy across the offensive line, you know, of the few that you've mentioned that that is going to be. Uh, a guy that's that's on that offensive line somewhere. The next two names on this list are Noah Igbenogany and Austin Jackson. You could probably describe them in one word. Mistakes. Okay. Ma- how about two words, Mike? <laughs> Big mistakes. <laughs> Major mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, let, let me just elaborate. You know, just for a minute here, because we talk about Igbenogany, the fact that he's inactive most of the time tells you all you need to say, you know, what, what, what you need to know about him. I mean, going forward, Mike, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know how in year two, you know, you haven't gotten to a point even with the injuries that we've, we had both of our starting corners down 
Yep. And this guy was was a non-factor even in those games. So, I mean, that's what you know. That's what the coaching staff thinks of him. And a lot of the times, Mike, when a guy is drafted in the first round because they don't want to throw egg in anyone's face, they'll push the issue, right? Just say, hey, let's just get him out there and let's, you know, maybe he's better on the field. They don't even attempt to get this guy out there, okay? Um, and then Austin Jackson's on his second position. He failed miserably at left tackle, so now they're trying to salvage him at the left guard position. And, you know, that's it's a test run for the rest of the season with him as well. So uh, back to the... Back to the one-word mistake. Mm-hmm. John Jenkins. Oh, man. You know, Mike, I don't have much to say about him at all. I mean, what, what, you know, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, I... He's I, decent. He, you know, he, he's I mean, a defensive tackle. He does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's what, like fifth? You know, basically our, our fifth guy rotating in and out. I mean, I think that Butler and... Um, uh, uh, Siler are on the field more than he is at this point. Right. And then of course you have Wilkins and you have, uh, Raekwon. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, I I think he's, you know, he's part of that equation, but I think he's the smallest part of the equation there. So he's 32. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's with the team next year. You know, I don't know if he's on the contract next year or not. Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones. I think he's a good football player, Mike. Do I you? really do. I do. I think he's a really good football player. I think they think so too. Yeah, I think that you know that tandem back there is going to be a nice tandem for years to come. Are you are you on page with that? I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, I you know is Ro, is is this Rose last year? I think I mean, so. I think it is, right? So you got to figure that th- th- what they're doing is, is those two guys are going to be our safeties going forward. And, and I like the both of them. I mean, Mike, the, the ability that they have to blitz the quarterback, both of them, uh-huh. both him and Holland, is, is uh-huh. such, a, such a cool thing. You know, it get, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm loving that because I could put either one of these guys at the line of scrimmage and they're quick enough to get to the quarterback. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Hopefully he's healthy, you know, down the stretch because we're yeah. going to need him. Byron Jones. Byron Jones, I love too. I mean, you know, listen, you know, you, we may have overpaid, but you can't value the cornerback position enough in the NFL. You just can't. Every week you're going against. I mean, the wide. You can make an argument, Mike, that the wide receivers are the most talented. And players on the football field nowadays. I mean, there's some quarterbacks that that are extremely talented. You know, Kyle Murray is, but they don't have the physical attributes that you know Lamar Jackson. Same thing. I mean, they're great athletes, but you're defending the best athletes on the field right now. You know, when when you're going to get in the NFL today, the wide receivers, in my opinion, are the best athletes and. When when you have to defend them over the course of a game, because wide receivers go out constantly, right? We see it. We see Parker go off the field. We see Waddell go off the field. We see everybody go off the field at one time or another when it comes to the wide receiver position. The cornerbacks are out there the whole damn game defending. You know, people may, may be disappointed in his play. He allows them to do the type of blitzing that they do okay when they go to those zero coverage packages um you know you're putting a lot on the two cornerbacks i mean they're out there on an island and you know honestly how many times can you say over the course of this season that he's been burnt and just burnt mercifully for touchdowns there's there's few and far between so you know, he's nothing but a positive for this football team. I love the signing. Again, I think it was one of our better free agent signings. And, um, you know, we got two lockdown corners. That's, you know, that, that you can't ask for anything more. Nick Needham. Nick Needham, uh, an overachiever. We talked about guys that are, that are underachievers. Well, Needham is an overachiever. You know, an undrafted rookie. Uh, that's on the squad now in season two, or is it three now? I, you know, I, I, I lose this track is his of third seasons. Year. This is his third season on this team already. My goodness. Uh, Mike, he's an important part, you know, because, 
Um, there's times when Coleman was struggling that Needham came out and he actually followed those games up with really solid football games. And again, yep. if you're not seeing the back of his uniform over and over again and, and teams are picking on him like, okay, you know what? We're not throwing at X-Man. We're not throwing at Jones. We are throwing at Needham, you know, the sure. nickel guy. Sure. Y- you don't see it. You haven't seen it. And, you know, there's still games left on the schedule, but up to this point in the season, he's done his job very well. Emmanuel Ogba. Ogba's great. Um, you know, he's, he's done a really, really solid job for us over and over again, um, week in and week out. Um, you know, he, he's the constant. Knocks down passes. He's, oh, he always seems to be the one guy across that defensive line that's around the quarterback and that gets initial pressure more than anybody, you know, and I'm not talking about cover sacks or whatever. I mean, he's probably our best pass rusher. Probably. And and that includes Phillips at this point. Um, You know, Phillips has gotten to the quarterback, uh, but I think Agba is the guy that, um, you know, he, Mike, he's like the anchor, you know what I'm saying? On that, uh, on that defensive front, you know, you would think that Baker would be a guy like that, or, you know, um, one of the linebackers. But to me, Agba is the anchor. I mean, you can tell the rest of the team absolutely loves him. You know, when he gets to the quarterback, you know, they're all around him. He's just an extremely solid football player. Michael Pallardy. Who? Michael Pallardy. Punter. (laughs) Who? I'm just kidding, Mike. Devontae Parker. (laughs) Punters don't get any, uh, you know. No love. They no don't love. get any love. And, um, you know, I think he's done a fair job this year. I think that if you look at it, Mike, and the fact that we let our punter go that we had for a couple of years, um, I don't think he's done any worse or any better. So, you know, it came down to saving some money, right? And they did. You yep. know, so it, it, it wound up being a pretty decent decision on their part. He hasn't hurt us at all. Devontae Parker. Mr. Parker, when he's on the field, and that's a big when, right? Yep. You know, those whens are are few and far between again this season. But when he's on the field, he's productive. Um, he showed that last week. Um, he made some big plays in our offense. And it's a guy we have to have. In his absence, Mike, you know, what do we have? We had guys that had opportunities, and we had guys that did not do an awful lot. I mean, Hollins makes a play here or there. Um, Albert Wilson maybe made a play here or there. But Parker is a constant, and he's a guy that, you know, Tua relied upon last week opposite Waddle, and he did a pretty decent job, which he always does. You throw a ball up in the air, down the sideline, and nine times out of ten, he's going to come down with it. People may say he's soft, Mike, but the guy goes over the middle. Um, you know, injuries sometimes, you know, are frustrating for players. And, you know, the coaching staff, when, listen, we can go back a couple of years when they re-signed them to a contract. Me and you were just scratching our heads as to, and I'm sure a lot of Dolphin fans were, as to why they would re-sign this guy who just wasn't being productive and was constantly hurt. Well, you know, he, he answered with a, with a big, big year when he was completely healthy that whole season, and that's his capabilities. I mean, that season that you saw him play game in and game out, that's what he's capable of doing. And if you have a decent offensive line and you have a quarterback that can get him the football, he's more than capable. I love the guy. I think he's a great player. Well, I'll tell you how I feel about it. You know, he makes five, six million dollars. And yep. for that money, if you get twelve games out of him, you got your money's worth. I agree. I agree. I mean, for the money that he's playing for right now, I think he's, you know, he's exceptional. I mean, come on. We we got Albert Wilson and and we had Grant on the team and guys like that. Um, how about the guy you won't name? The guy, forget about him. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, $10 million contract, and we've gotten basically a full game out of him. Um, right. And a, a two-point conversion reception. Um, yep. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, you're always taking a risk. You know, and sometimes when guys are gone, that's when you realize that 
they were better than what you thought they were when mm -hmm. they're gone, right? Yep. When, when they're gone, you're like, you know what? Damn, that guy was pretty friggin' good. These guys that we have on the field now and these free agents that we signed, they weren't as good as him. So A great example of that is when Byron Jones got hurt last year. Exactly, right. You saw the major drop-off, yep. exactly. And, you know, with Parker being out this year, Mike, it, it, it was definitely a drop-off. It's, yep. it's one less... It's one less weapon that you have on the field because nobody's respecting Isaiah, the aforementioned Isaiah Ford. Albert Wilson, nobody's shaking in their boots over when they're looking, you know, <laughs> when they're looking across the line of scrimmage and they see Albert Wilson out there. You know, Parker, you know, it, it, corners got to respect him because they know that he can go over top of them, and he makes plays down the sideline, and he can do that quick slant, and he's not afraid to get hit. He does a lot of good things. He for knows him. how to box people out, and that's, he does. that's a good trait to have. He does. And you know what else I like about him, Mike? He doesn't dance. He doesn't, right. he, you know, he does. Right. He goes out, he does his friggin' job, and he goes back to the huddle. He doesn't do this Gusecki bullshit when he catches an eight-yard pass. And he's doing the first down dance and all this other bullshit. And, yep. then, and then he disappears for the next three quarters. Yep. Parker goes out there, does his job, gets off the field, calls it a day. Got to love the guy. Dance when you score a winning touchdown. That's Absolutely. Right. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Can't say enough about the kid. I mean, we were disappointed at the beginning of the season. You know, we yep. weren't seeing enough production out of him. Um, exactly right. You know, but with that being said, Mike, you know, he, he has had a lot of sacks of late, but you got to credit some of those to pass rushes coming from the opposite side and coverage. Yeah, he's had some cleanup sacks, he's but had uh, some the coaches are moving him around. They and are. I, and that's helped him. That's helped him. Exactly. Um, he leaves a little bit to be desired in his run defense, and he, he's got to improve on that. But the fact that he's getting sacks is, is a great, great thing. But let's just, you know, look at the type of sacks that he's gotten and just take, you know, that sack number for what it's worth. I mean, and you understand where I'm coming from. I mean, I like the kid. I think he's going to be a very, very solid football player. But I think that, what is it, eight and a half sack total? Is that yep. what he's up to now? Yep. Yep. I mean, I think you can attribute you know, probably more than half of them to them being coverage sacks or, you know, him basically, uh, you know, the, the pursuit coming from another side and them basically, he, him just cleaning them up. So, you know, let's just take him into perspective right now and let's just hope that he gets even better and the production gets even better to where he's just dominating the guy that's, that he's up against and getting to the quarterback from jump street, you know, just, just blowing right past him or, Doing whatever it is he has to do to get well, to the quarterback. Well, I will quarterback. tell you, I, I have seen him get past some tackles. So he, oh, yeah. You know, he has a strong push, and uh, yep. he's going to be okay. I think so, too. Uh, Austin Reader. That's a tough one, Mike. That's a tough one. Yep. Why don't you, why don't you talk about Austin Reader? That's a tough one for me. Well, you know, they got him as a backup center. He's been hurt, uh, so he hasn't played a whole lot. I think he played two or three games. And I thought he did okay. You know, I don't think he was as good as the starter. Yeah, I mean, he didn't grade out as well as Dieter, but, you know, I, I thought he did an adequate job. I mean, what's funny is about him is that he, when he did step in for Dieter, he was one of our higher-graded offensive linemen over yeah. those couple of games, yeah. which was very, very funny. You know, we're like, my God, we got a backup center grading out better than Austin Jackson and Eichenberg and these type of guys, you know, it, it was comical to be honest with you. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't really have an opinion of the guy because he only played a few games, you yep. know? So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. It's just not a whole lot to go on. Yeah. Okay. Duke Riley, pretty much the same thing. We don't see that much of him. Yeah. 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 He does make a play every now and then, you know? Yep. Uh, Landon Roberts, I feel like I felt last year, the guy. We'll smack you. Yeah. He'll, he'll also miss you. Yeah. Listen, he's playing middle linebacker. He's played there all year for us. And, um, 
you know, of late, the defense has been playing great. He's part of it. So he does leave yep. some things to be desired, but he's played well. Yep. Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe, in and out. You know, he he comes in and out of the field rotating, uh, but he's been solid, Mike. Again, yep. you know, you're not seeing the back of his uniform. I've said that three or four yep. times. That's all you can ask of these guys in the secondary is that you're not seeing them give up big plays. You know, um, you know they're, they're doing a fine job. Jason Sanders. Ah, Jason, Jason, Jason. What happened to Jason? The ghost. We Where did our Jason go? <laughs> Where did Jason Sanders go? He has missed how many kicks this year now, Mike? Too many. I've lost track. Too many. More than twice what he, what he missed last year. I've lost track. So he's got a great leg. And, you know, sometimes, Mike, these, these kickers. They get in a funk. They go into a funk. Let's just yep. hope down the stretch he's not in a funk because we're going to need those three points here and there. We really are. We're going to need yep. them. We're going to yep. need them. Adam Shaheen. Shaheen's been very, very solid when he's been on the field. Um, he's been hurt quite a bit this year. So, you know, it, it's tough to really talk an awful lot about him um, when he is on the field. I think he's done a pretty decent job. Um you know, doesn't have a touchdown catch this year, which is surprising because me and you talk about the fact that they just don't throw the football in the red zone to the tight ends. They've been year. running the wildcat and doing all those silly things rather than uh, running a regular offense. Yep. Um, Zach Sealer. He's been very, very good. I mean, my God, we, we picked him up off the strap, uh, scrap heap. And, yeah, and Baltimore didn't want him. He's been outstanding for us. I mean, I, I love his hustle. I mean, the guy, his effort is just always, always there. And, I mean, again, just a, a big, big important part. You of the see him on tape. When you watch the film over again, you see him on tape. He yep. shows up. Yep, he does. Effort, effort, yep. effort, yep. effort, yep. constant. Yep. Durham Smythe. Smythe, another guy. Talk about effort, effort, effort. Goes out there, bust hump. Our best blocking tight end, as far as I'm concerned. And he can catch the ball. You know, you don't see drops out of him. Um, you know, he 25 receptions. He's got 253 yards. So he's averaging 10 yards a catch for a guy that doesn't seem very fast. It's not right? bad, right? He's not fleet of foot. He's not like our other guy, Gasecki, who's averaging 0.8 more yards per reception than Mr. Smythe. Mm -hmm. 0.8. They're mm -hmm. basically equal. <laughs> and and it, it's hard to believe, but that's the case. Yeah, you wouldn't guess that. You wouldn't. You would never in a million years guess that, but that is, in fact, the case. Um, you know, 25 receptions, and as I mentioned, um, he's done an outstanding job for us. I mean, he, listen, he's an important part of the offense, you know, week to week, you know. Um, he's a guy that when he's on the field, you can play action and you can throw the ball because he's capable of getting in the flat and making catches. Andrew Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle, a little disappointing this year. Um, Think you so. Know, but yeah, early on, um, he's come on of late, you know, with the defense. I mean, I think he's part of the reason that the defense has played much better. Um, through that losing streak, Mike, he was not playing all that well. Uh, you know, his sack total is at two the whole season. A uh, little, you know. That that's that's not a big number for a guy that you know you think uh, gets to rush the passer quite a bit when he's on the field. Um, you know, so his pass coverage is average. Um, he was a little disappointing, but he's been coming on. Do you do the waddle? Waddle, 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 waddle. Jalen waddle. waddle, waddle, as I call him. You know, oh, people people don't get that. You know, that's that's the accent because the guy needs to be accented because he's an extremely good football player. So you don't just call him Waddle. You call him Waddell. Yeah, I told somebody I was going to start calling you Ragoon. <laughs> well, people have called me Ragoon, Ragoni, Ranzoni. Uh -huh. it, you know, it's uh, Ragone, rag one, you know, it's, it, it's been pronounced a million different ways, but yep. you know, I like to accent his name because the guy is a, a plus player. He's, he sure is. Doesn't drop passes. And 
as a receiver. Well, he did drop two last game, but he did. Yeah. But you know that was that's an that was an exception to the rule. I mean, this guy is is rock solid, catches everything. I like his energy. You know, I I just like his energy. He's he's you know he's got that spark. He's got a spark, Mike. And you know the thing about him is is that we haven't seen his full potential as of yet. No, um, because they haven't attempted balls farther down the field. Um, I hope that time comes. Um, I'm sure it will. You know, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins has had a great year. Yeah, I think so too. I think That's, he's he's starting to make an impression. Very uh, solid. He's yeah. got three sacks. You know, hopefully at the end of the year he doubles. You know, by the end of the year he doubles that number. He's just been extremely solid in the middle. Um, good, good football player. Preston Williams. Non-existent. Not going to be with the team next year. I don't think One so of my biggest disappointments on, yeah. the, on the team, in all honesty, one of my big – I don't know if he's still a little – these injuries have lingered with him because our whole receiving core, it seems like when they get injured, these injuries just last the whole friggin' season. And I don't know why, but it, it's, it seems to be the well, case. Well, he, he had a Les Frank injury that, that – that uh, sidelined him for a while. Yeah, he he's just been non-existent, Mike, and um, I don't think he'll be with the team. You know, I had high hopes for him as you know as a good quality um, you know depth guy, and um, just not the case. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Very disappointing. Albert Wilson. Same thing. I mean, yep. throw throw him into the mix. You know, I thought with the year off that he'd come back and be. A uh, much better football player. The first half of the year, he dropped more passes than he did catch, than he caught. Um, you know, I mean, Mike, listen, he's been targeted 37 times, and 24 of those have gone for completions at eight and a half yards a clip. He has no touchdowns. I mean, that that's not a good stat line. And he had four starts in the absence of our two starting receivers. So, it, it's not a lot of production. Um, another guy that, you know, obviously they're probably not going to re-sign. I'm just going to read through the guys on injured reserve. You don't have to comment uh, unless you want to. Uh, Lynn Bowden, Malcolm Brown, Elijah Campbell, Larnell Coleman, William Fuller, Alan Hearns, Patrick Laird, Greg Little, Greg Mance, that's the center, Jason McCourty, Jamal Perry and Brennan Scarlett. Yep, nothing to say. Yeah, there there isn't much there to talk about. No, I mean we could talk about a few guys, but you know we we're kind of long in the long in the show already to waste time on them. All right, well I got one more uh, to a tongue by Loa. We talk about him every week, Mike. Um, listen, you know. There's so much debate in regard to him. You know, I try to get opinions from people outside of the dolphin world, right? Right. And um, so you, you know, went to Mars. <laughs> no, there's there's a world outside of the dolphins, Mike. Here, here, here in Florida alone, let alone the rest of the country. So uh-huh. you know, I talk to as many people as I can about him because it's the most important position on our football team. And, you know, I, I question myself at times because, you know, when me and you talk, we're kind of on the same page for the most part when it comes to him. Um, but when I talk to other people, especially Dolphin fans, it's, it's a situation where they get so incredibly defensive over him. Um, if you have negative comments to say, which, which I, you know, which I believe are, are warranted at times. Um, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit because he's, he's rehabbed. He's been through a lot. Um, he has has been through a lot, you know, he's been through a lot, but you know what? I mean, this is, this is where I'm at with Tua. Okay. I think he's, he's playing at a much higher level than he did last season. Much higher level. Um, you know, he, he's winning us football games with the rest of the football team. He, he's, he's, he's managing games and not losing them for us. Um, we can't necessarily say that 
he's going out and, and he's the major, major factor in these victories because that's not the case. No, As he, he's protecting the football. Yes. And he's picking up first down, so he's doing his job. He's part of the wins. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, the positives with him are the fact that he is completing these passes and he is executing perfectly for the most part. The, ne- the negatives that I see in him are the physical, the, the physical attributes. Um, you know, he doesn't seem like at any point he's ever going to be a guy that, that runs, runs the football. It's not going to happen. He's a small guy. Um, you know, if you look at this five, five game win streak, you know, this stretch, he's not running the football at all out of the pocket. I mean, there's an occasion here or there where he'll just tuck it and run for a few yards, but it, you know, it, it's minuscule to say the least. So you're not going to get that type of quarter. You know, he's not that type of quarterback. And in the NFL nowadays, as you look around and you see, you know, where the position is going, there's a lot of guys that are capable of both throwing the football a mile and running very well with the football. Um, you know, that's just the way the NFL is. You know, you're playing against 11 great athletes on the defensive side. And this is what two is up against in the NFL. Um, my problem with him, and, and please, you know, I don't want to hear the offensive line sucks. I don't want to hear the, the receivers, the weapons around him, the running game sucks, this sucks, that sucks. The offensive coordinators suck. Everybody sucks. I'm basing what I'm talking about simply on what I see out of him. It has nothing to do with any of those other factors, okay? And he lacks arm strength. I don't care what anybody says in regard to bullets across the middle. Yeah, that's great. You know, eight-yard, ten-yard passes, that's great. Uh, He throws those different. If he throws him, him absolutely. He yep. he 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 sets up and just throws a bullet, you know, basically right down the middle. That's one of his better attributes. The problem comes is when he has to wind up and throw all hundred and what looks like 160 pounds into a pass down the field. You know, he has to wind up and air it out. And a lot of those passes are, are kind of lame ducks. You know, they hang up there for a while. Um, when he has to go down the middle of the field deeper than 10 yards, it, you know, it becomes somewhat of an issue with his accuracy. Um, you know, we see it all the time, balls thrown behind Waddle, you know, 15 to 20 yards down the field or behind Gusecki. Uh, so, you know, without going crazy, you know, I just want people to understand that when me and you and whoever else talk about him, it's simply based on what we see out of him. I think that he's very limited in his in what he can do physically, his physical attributes, his mechanics. Um, when he doesn't see his first read, he gets happy feet, and um, he tends to throw off his back foot and and short hops balls. All of these things he has to work on, and even if he does, I think they're only going to bring him to a certain level. So, you know, once we get to a point where there's more playmakers around them, the offensive line is playing better, I think that he's going to be very capable of running an offense to, it's very, to, to what we're seeing right now, very similar to that, maybe with a little more success because the running game will bring a dimension to our team that we don't have right now. But, you know, I think in Tua, you're going to see the ceiling be a little bit above where he's at now, and that's where it ends. And if you're happy with that as a Dolphin fan, then fantastic. If you think we can win a Super Bowl doing what we're doing, um, then fantastic. All the power to you. You know, you have that opinion. But, um, you know, in my opinion, I think he's doing an outstanding job. He's a young guy. He's, he's overcome a lot. But I think that his ceiling... Um, is going to leave something to be desired. And hopefully he proves me wrong. And I, and I know, Mike, you feel somewhat, you know, you, you feel the same way to an extent. I mean, we don't want I this like guy to not succeed. the progress he's made succeed. this year. Right, you know, I do I too. I like the progress he's made this year. He looks more comfortable. He looks more confident. Right. Um, he's not a perfect quarterback yet. So 
people that think he is, they really need to look at the whole picture. You know, inside 10 yards, he's very, very, very accurate. But once you go beyond that, he really starts to lose accuracy. Yes. And I I don't know why that is, but it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll make the excuse that he doesn't have the time, you know, but when he does have the time, he's not accurate, you know, and that, that's what I'm basing this on, Mike. You know, I mean, you can be, you can be inaccurate when there's a pass rush coming in and you're just throwing a ball up in the air down the field. Which he's done. Right, which he's done. And that, you know, he's made some ill-advised passes, but he hasn't been doing that of late. And not, that, of, that's, not of late, right. That's the thing that you love is that, you know, he's understanding that he, he with our team cannot afford big mistakes out of him. They just can't do it because – if if he was capable of bringing us back by you know down by fourteen points, you know maybe maybe you can make a mistake here or there, right? Because you can make up for it. You can come right back down the field and make up that seven points, take some chances. But you know he can't do those type of things. I mean, even on specific drives, he can't take sacks. You know when we're you know when we're uh, you know we can't we can't make up second and twenties or second and eighteens. You know he's got to he's got to know when to get rid of the football, when not to hold on to it for too long, and that all comes with time. You know what I'm the most disappointed in him is you know is in the fact that there has been times over the course of this season and you know a month ago to where. You know, he didn't understand what was going on on the field in front of him in regard to play, you know, in regard to the playbook. And, um, you know, that was a little bit disappointing to me because at this point, if anything else, you should have an understanding of what plays are being called and who needs to be where. But again, you know, he's gotten much better over the last couple of weeks with that. And, um, you know, let's just hope he continues to improve because we want him to succeed. You know, we're just very, very, listen, I'm going to speak my mind, you know, about anybody on the football team, you know, and, um, you know, that includes our quarterback. I mean, I'm not going to baby anybody, but, um, you know, the bottom line is, is that, um, he needs to improve in a lot of areas and hopefully he does. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think he will. The question is how much, you know, that that's really the question. Right. What's his ceiling yep. going to be? And is this a guy that is going to be capable of going against quarterbacks like Mahomes in the playoffs and Josh Allen and those type of guys and being able to keep up with them? That's the big question. That, that's the end game, Mike. That's the end game. That's where you have to, you have to project as to what this guy is going to be able to do for your football team down the stretch. Because I don't give a shit about a perfect world because people are dreaming. If they (laughs) think we're going to have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and DeAndre Hopkins and Waddell and a third receiver and Travis Kelsey playing tight end, it's not going to happen. And then we're going to have three Pro Bowl players across the line of scrimmage. That perfect world does not exist in the NFL anymore, people. Nope. Okay, so at some point, Tua is going to have to do it with, with, with a, a decent group around him, a decent group, because, you know, that, that opportunity has come and gone, guys, and you can blame our organization and our draft team for that because we had the ability – to have an offensive tackle and and a running back and we've beat this we've be, we've beaten this down mercifully over and over again that ship has sailed you know two is now in his second season and all of those guys that we could have had are now gone so now we have to move forward and we don't have all that draft ability anymore and if you think we're going out and signing three bo- pro bowl offensive linemen next year you know, it's not going to happen. They're not because going to the, be there. They're not going to be there. Teams understand their value. So let's not, you know, keep thinking that, oh, we just got to get all these people around them because that that's in a perfect world that that happens. It's not just, going just to. Just look at Russell Wilson in Seattle. Exactly. Right. And he's got two great receivers, yeah. right? 
Yep. He's got two outstanding receivers. I mean, you know, they're not able to move the football because the offensive line isn't playing well, and every one of his damn running backs seems to have been hurt this year. Yep. Um, so Some years are just like that. That's what happens. But how many times have we seen Russell Wilson, Mike? Think about prior to Metcalf and Lockett getting there and the guys that he was working with, that wide receiver. Um, can you remember any of their names? They were all decent receivers, but nobody stands out. You know, he's got two great receivers now, and now his offensive line isn't there, right? right. Now right. his running backs aren't there. So, right. you know, you have to, you at some point as a quarterback, you know, you we can't keep talking about this and that and all this. At some point, he's got to do it on his own, and he's got to make do with what he has. And right now he's doing about as great a job as you can do. But let's just hope that, you know, we don't continue to say, well, we got the offensive lineman now, but we still don't have a running game. Okay, well, listen, you know, that's in a perfect world that all that stuff falls into his lap. And you'll um, get some of it. You won't get all of it. It's just you won't not get happen. all it, because it, as soon as not. you get a piece, you lose a piece. Exactly. And you know, the free agent market is always you know, a crapshoot, just like we've seen this year. I mean, look at the guy that I won't mention. You know, we expected yeah. big things out of him and uh, basically nothing. So that's where we're at. That's it. All right. Hi, right, Lewis. All right, Michael. Thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, that was a long, long show. I hope people uh, stick around. You saved the best for last, I guess, huh? Well, uh, rightfully so. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, I guess that's who everybody wants to talk the most about. I know on the Facebook page, that's where um, <laughs> that's where most get, of the conversations I'm not gonna go. In, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> All the fighting and, there's you a, know. There's a lot the, of Tua warriors out there. Tua, yeah. Tua, we hate Tua. No, and I love Tua, and you hate him, and right. all that other stuff. It's, it's, it's comical at times. It really is. But, uh. You know, I love the Dolphins. I love Tua, you know, to an extent, you know, I want to see him succeed. You know, I want to see him succeed. You know, I I love the kid. I just don't, you know, love his play up to this point. Let's just leave it at that. It's like broccoli. You may not like it at first, but if you keep eating it, you'll get used to it. That's not happening. (laughs) All right, Lewis. Yep. Thanks for joining me and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. And we'll be back. When are we going to be back? Monday? You tell me. I have no idea. I think I have my, no idea. we'll do something Monday. I don't know what. We'll do something. Yeah, hopefully it's not a, a show like this because this was a little tough early in the morning, but hopefully it, it's enjoyable to everybody. All right. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.